You hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Best of all, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. All right, welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, shorthand edition. Will Brinson here. I wasn't here on Sunday. You guys were kind to me, I'm sure. Jason Lockerford and Pete Crisco okay. on the line. We, we were, were really, we were, we were kind to you. forgiving. Yeah, you know how yeah. we are. I mean, you had to, you had to buff your uh, wife's shoes and stuff like that. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, it was really just the Long timing of it. Like, when your wife rolls in, Jason, with the kids in the car... Can you, do you need to sort of help like usher everybody in or is that a, what's the deal there? Uh, I mean, it just depends what's going on, but yeah, like, especially if like if she's bringing in a whole bunch of groceries or something like that, or I know she's been shopping or if they've been on some sort of like excursion, but it's not like I've got a, you know what I mean? Like dive, jump off the couch or get off the phone immediately or whatever, you know, it just sort of depends. Yeah, well, I mean, let's say, like, you've been out of but town. But I also, dude, I also don't get away for the weekend to watch college football. So, like, well, I don't know, like you know a, what I mean? No. I don't know what that's like. I, I don't I don't have the perks <laughs> like that. You got it better than me. Well, you know, we can't all be TV stars, Jason. So, unfortunately, I didn't have to be anywhere. No, no, I don't know anything about that either. <laughs> hey, like, I'd rather be in New York here with JB. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's dive right in because there's a bunch of news. The first thing we're going to cover is the biggest piece of news. And that's the Jimmy Garoppolo trade on what? Monday. He got traded. No, he's untouchable. Oh, no, they would read ESPN and they would Belichick. They wouldn't take. Pete, they would take. He's the one untouchable player of the dynasty. What they, happened? They wouldn't he, take three never first round picks never, never, for him. Never, 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 never. Right. Pete, he's the heir apparent. How could they even think about trading him? You know what? They wouldn't take three first round picks for him, but they took a second. Right. Right. <laughs> I remember mean, that report? Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Look, this is okay. This is like, this is a good victory lap for you guys because you guys um did we do a did we do a combine podcast with the old podcast where it was like we were melting down about this and, yes and yeah. me and Jason have been melting yes. down about it for eight months I mean it, like, look, the bottom line is why what and, and now there's talk that they tried to sign sign him to a long term deal I don't I don't buy that at all I don't believe it. Uh, why would you? How could you possibly keep two franchise quarterbacks on your roster? And Brady why isn't would going... he entertain it? They have the same agent. Why would you? If you're Don Yee and the kid wants to play and Brady doesn't want him breathing down his neck anymore, why would you do a below-market deal to stay and back up Tom but, Brady? But even if but you were going to get a good deal, even if you were going to get a good deal, why would the Patriots give him that? Let's just say for the sake of the argument they were going to make him a, a, as high-paid a quarterback as he would get on the open market just to keep him. They can't do that. You can't do well, it. I can never do that. That's why it would have to be below market. So, again, if you're Don Yee, on what planet am I living on where he's going to say, yeah, let's just do like a, you know, let's just do something like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's just do like two years, 20 million, just so you could stay here and, you know, be around Tom some more. I mean, 
get out of my face. They were always going to have to tag him and trade him. And now that the defense is bad and the offensive line isn't great, but yet the rest of the league stinks more, so they're still in it, they get this two, which they'll try to flip for a run stuffer because they're still allowing six yards per carry on first down. But they may not be able to do it. But I'm sorry. You had to trade this guy before the draft to the Cleveland Browns when they're sitting there. When they make the Osweiler trade and they now have, what, two ones and three twos, you, you will never convince me that had they marketed this the right way, they could not have gotten more than the – at best this is the 33rd pick in the draft. You'll never convince me they couldn't have gotten more than the 33rd pick in the draft when they had eight teams who still needed quarterbacks before the draft. Yeah, I, I think they botched this. And there's no and, and let's let's take a look at their defense. I know it's played better in the last couple of weeks, but they don't have any pieces on that defense. And they could have had some extra pieces had they made the deal before the draft and, and maybe used the pick to, to go get some – some defensive help. So for me, I think Belichick botched this. They can talk all they want. You know, unless there was – and this was the one caveat that we didn't know. Unless they knew that Brady was going to retire after the season, and that's clearly not the case. He's playing at a high level. He's going to continue to play at a high level. They he sent every signal he could possibly send to them that, uh, guys, I'm working, like, more than ever with Tom House. And, like, I mean, how many times does a guy have to say, I want to play to 145 before they believe him? I mean, and then the idea is where they thought he was going to fall off a cliff. He played more minutes than anybody last year, right? Didn't miss a snap, came out in the Super Bowl. Who was the best player on the field, regardless of position in the Super Bowl, in minutes 45 through minute, like, 68 Tom, of Tom that Brady. game? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Right? Yeah, and, and, and he's the oldest, right? But, and, and he works out like a maniac in the offseason, but allegedly the fear was he was going to fall off the cliff. Oh, this was the other one I heard. Well, now they realize that they don't have a good enough team to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Bro, you want to – come on. That's, that's supposed to be some revelation that Brady's like super good and covers up a lot of warts? I mean, I'm not buying any of it. What I really think is, honestly, the reason he didn't do something with Cleveland is because, A, I think Belichick still doesn't like the Cleveland Browns for the way things are sure. down there. B, I think he's worried that his boys Casario and McDaniels could end up there. And he doesn't want to give them a jump start by having Garoppolo already there. And C, I think he likes the fact that the dude is now on the West Coast and out of his conference. You know, I, I think I, I'll buy all that, but you, you, you could have got plenty of teams interested in Garoppolo. And there were teams interested in Garoppolo, and they kept holding out for some King's ransom. And now we get to 24 hours before the trade deadline, and it's their last chance to upgrade all the other issues on the team. And they finally did what they always had to do, which is trade the dude who gets paid to hold a clipboard who will never start a game for you for something. And now they need to turn that, too, into something that can help them now. And they're trying to do that and package it with Malcolm Butler and see if they can make something, you know, make something happen to help their team before this trade deadline. Here's the other thing, here, Jason. Here, what, here's sorry, the other thing, ahead, real quick. Uh, the 49ers, there's a, you know, people are saying, oh, they're going to use the next couple of weeks, eight weeks or whatever to evaluate him and find out if they're going to give him a long-term contract. You don't make the they're deal. Signing. Of course you don't make the deal without already committing to that. No, I mean, now look, they have, there's been no, like, as I reported last night, there's been no negotiations. I mean, you know, Garoppolo got a phone call. Hey, we're, you know, he got called in. The agent got a phone call. Hey, we're making the move. There was no talk with the 49ers beforehand. But, yeah, they're making this move because they think they got their quarterback for the next 15 years. So they will be working quickly to start talks on a new contract. But that was not a precursor to the deal. But, yeah, the, look, their hope is to get this kid locked up long term and yet still finish in the top five. This is going to be – this is where Belichick, if this plays out this way, Belichick will have – there will be no recourse. He'll have no, there's no way he could say that he got this right. 
let's say San Francisco, they're going to get better with this kid at quarterback, right? Let's say what they win enough games. What do they win enough games to finish with like a pick barely outside the well, top ten? I, I don't think. Well, I, I think they. Let's say they go three and five. They're still at three and thirteen, and they're in the top five. Yeah. I bet they get more than the thirty third pick in the draft for the rights to move up to three or four and take Rosen or Allen or any one of these completely unproven quarterbacks. So if they get more to move out of five than they had to give up to get a 25-year-old who's already been groomed, who's had multiple preseasons, who's won, you know, who's played in NFL games, and who by all accounts is plug-and-play, at least you know it's a gamble worth taking. Watch if they get more for the rights to some quarterback we really know nothing about than they had to give up to get Garoppolo in season. All right, let me, all right I want to ask you, because this is my real big hang-up about the whole thing. Um, this offseason, surely – they could have traded Garoppolo for a high second round pick. Let's say in the 30 to 40 range. And then that gives you some maneuverability. I mean, the players that were available, you know, I mean, obviously these guys didn't all fall, but like Kevin King was the first pick of the second round. Uh, Malik McDowell, Buda Baker, TJ Watt was there at the end of the first round. Ruben Foster was there. Uh, you know, I mean, Taco Charlton, Tredavious White were there at the end of the first round. I, I, I'm not Charles. saying they could have gotten all the way I, I, up would, there. I wouldn't be mentioning him as, as a possible uh, a possible help right now. No, but TJ yeah. Watt, Watt would be a perfect fit in their defense. TJ yeah, Watt, I'm, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm, Ruben I'm, Foster, I'm, if he doesn't get hurt again. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of guys. I mean, yeah. All, all, I'm, all I'm doing, Jason, is trying to – I'm listening just the defensive guys that, yeah. that, that, that were available because I don't want to cherry pick and say they could have had TJ Watt instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. But if you trade him before the draft, not only – do you get a player that you can then spend time working with leading into the season to help your defense right now as the season goes along? But you also get to keep Jacoby Brissett as insurance. Now, granted, they flipped him for Philip Dorsett, but that's a crazy thing to me. If you thought there was a chance you might flip Garoppolo midseason and you had to have known there wasn't going to be a deal, it's like before now. I mean, and let, the only logic for waiting this long is that Bill Belichick didn't believe Tom Brady would be playing at a high level. And in that case, no. that makes him worse than everybody else because he, he's sitting there with him. I mean, what's the logic? I think the logic is they're sitting here and they know that they're going to have to trade him anyway in the spring. And if you trade him now, even if you're only getting a two, a super high two, you give yourself 24 hours to flip it for something that can help you right now because it just goes back to what I wrote in week three. The only way to really fix this team and make it a Super Bowl contender is to trade is to turn Garoppolo into multiple assets that can help them now. And while look, I think if Eric Armstead doesn't get hurt, I think he's probably in this trade. I think San Francisco didn't want to include Buckner in the trade because he looks like right. a budding superstar, a young Iron Donald. So they need to get run stuffer. So it's not really available there. But you've got to trade for the Garoppolo, and you can get him out of your conference, and he's not going to Cleveland and all that stuff. So you do it. And now you're trying to turn that pick into an asset that can help you right now. He has to do something now. And the team just isn't good enough. Even in the AFC, they're looking at it saying, we're 6-2, and two, but do we really have a defense that can win three times in January? No. How do we make that happen? Let's trade the backup quarterback, which, again, I mean, I'm not, not to pat myself on the back too hard, but it's the only freaking thing they ever could have done. I mean, everybody else is looking at this. Like, I'm starting to feel like it's like the election. You know what I mean? And like, no, like, am I the only, like, what the hell? Like, don't, don't, like, I know what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm, I'm crazy, but I'm not completely backwards. Like, yeah, this was always the only thing that would make sense. 
I agree. I've said it. I banged that drum loudly, like you did. We and it made no sense to keep them. They were never going to keep them. Uh, they botched it. They botched it, and they got away with it. They botched a lot of moves in, in the last couple of years, and and you know what happens? Mister Brady cures them all. That's what happens. It must be nice. All right, well, to all right, let me let me ask you this. Um, I have two questions for you. First, because this is the Tuesday pod, uh, and we're recording it, you know, potentially in place of hot take. Uh, Hot take just right. Let me, I'll, I'll, I'm going to sneak a hot take just right in there and then I'll come back to my actual question. Here's the hot take or just right, Pete. Over the next decade, Jimmy Garoppolo will, will win more Super Bowls than Tom Brady. Uh, that's so misguided. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you can't even have fun with it. That, I mean, you because I know you're going to write, it. you're going to write that headline and get clicks. <laughs> Jason, hot take or just right? I'm not playing that. that come on. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, Doug, not, you don't know how many Super Bowls I'm Tom Brady's going to win. from that one. Huh? You don't know how many Super Bowls Tom Brady's going to win. He might win. He might not win another one. He might be done with that one. No, my question. No, dude, I think Tom Brady is going to win him. My thing is I'm not ready to project Super Bowls for Garoppolo yet with a GM who was broadcasting games at this time last year and a head coach who, while I think he's a hell of an offensive coordinator, it you know, he's Kyle's got a steep learning curve, too. So, Look, I think Brady is going to win at least one more, but I'm not ready. I haven't even seen Garoppolo what he looks like in a 49ers uniform yet. I'm not ready to project, you know, Super Bowls for him. I'm going to tell you right now that he looks good in a 49ers uniform because he's yeah, a pretty handsome good. man. Okay. Pretty handsome man. He's going to look good. All right, so in reality, though, the, the issue here for the Patriots also becomes, I mean, I guess they're, they're probably going to sign your boy Brian Hoyer, but have they left yeah. themselves too vulnerable to something happening to their 40-year-old quarterback where it would just derail their season, or were they already there in the first place? Pete. Huh? What'd you say? Like, like, I mean, they have no backup. I, I, I mean, like, like, Garoppolo, I mean, the, the impression that you got from the Patriots, based on the fact that they wouldn't trade Garoppolo, is if something happened to Tom Brady, Garoppolo could step in and play the role of starter to the point that he could get them to a postseason. Uh, I mean, are, now, if Brady gets hurt, if something happens to Tom Brady, they're done. If Brady gets, I mean, if Brady got hurt they're anyways, they're done. done. What are you talking about? Even with Jimmy Garoppolo, they were done. They're not winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. No. He's Tom Bleepin' Brady. No. You're dirty. It doesn't matter who it is. It, like the old adage is, if you have two, you don't have any. If you have one, you got a star, and he goes down, you're done. Period. End of story. I mean, that's literally the question I'm asking you, so I was just looking for an answer. How did okay, you well, we had to get it, we had to get it all riled up to give you your answer. Yeah. We got the um, Italian blood flowing today. Is this the, if you're if you're Jimmy Garoppolo? At least I did like a winners and losers post last night. Um, you know, hot clickbait. And the all big that. winner's Don Yee. Don Yee's well, the big winner. He he gets Brady's happy now, and dude, Brady's deal is up to 2019. Here's the one thing I tweeted about last night. Nobody's talking about the big winner's Tom Brady. He's going to be paid like the franchise quarterback he is again. Brissett's gone. Garoppolo's gone. That second-round pick will probably turn into a defensive player, so it's not like that's going to be used on a quarterback 34th overall next year. Dude, he's going to have to get paid, which means Don Yee gets paid. And then Garoppolo, sometime between now and the the end of the season, he's going to get more than Glennon and frickin' Osweiler got. You might as well slot him in at at least 19 a year. That's the going rate. So he's he's going to be squatting on 23 to 25 million guaranteed because of the franchise tag. They're probably going to have to... I mean, that's built into yeah, the I mean, negotiation. Yeah, they're probably negotiating off. They probably, yeah, I mean, it, right. it, will, look, will, will he absolutely who are the big get winners? to 24? I don't know, but. Uh, who are the big winners on your thing last night? I it's didn't see it. It's going to be 20-ish. It. I'll say that for sure. Who would you have as the big winners and losers? Uh, as the winners, I had Tom Brady, number one. Right. Um, 
to Kyle Shanahan because I think you get look he gets a quarterback and now all of a sudden yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have to play the game in the draft of saying because look look these quarterbacks have not I mean Sam Darnold had to look good Josh Allen Josh Rosen no. haven't looked I mean, I mean they're gonna right. they're pro, you know, they're, no I I, I, I think it was a good move for the for the 49ers go ahead who else who's the loser absolutely. Uh, I have Jimmy Garoppolo as a big winner because he goes to a place where you have a look. I mean, say what we want about system quarterback Matt Ryan, but the system worked, and now Jimmy Garoppolo can slot into that system. Uh, winners, I have quarterback needy teams because now if you're the Jets and the Browns, you're not you 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 have less competition, right? Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, dude, the big loser is the Cleveland Browns. Oh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm almost. I'm not even going to get the losers a second. And then the other winner I had was the AFC East because. At least in theory, if Garoppolo is going to be the next guy for the Patriots, you know, now there's no succession plan in place post Brady. I mean, you still got to deal with the next 22 years of Brady's career, but what at least once that's succession plan. What's the succession plan in San Diego? What's the succession plan in Pittsburgh? What's well, the succession plan for the Giants? Dude, this isn't baseball. You know what I mean? There's no farm system. It's not hockey. There isn't even a G League like the NBA. I mean, that, that, that cracks me up. They got Tom Brady. He's yeah. still the best in the world. You and know the what I mean? Packers got the lucky with their succession plan. He's still pretty freaking good. He signed for two more years. Like, you know what I mean? How the, often sorry, is Pete, there Pete, Pete, The Packers got lucky with their succession make? plan. They weren't counting on Rodgers being what he is. I mean, they drafted him. Right. I mean, you got a first round pick on him. They I, probably thought they he was wait, pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, look, the bottom line is you, you can't plan for that. You gotta, you gotta play with what you have, build around your quarterback, and then you can't go drafting the succession plan with the idea is going to sit around for three years and then play. It isn't, look, it is intelligent. How many of these teams can't find one quarterback, right? Right. How many of them can't find one in five to six year spans? Now they're supposed to have two or three. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you got this one on the back burner and that one on the back burner. Like, I get the idea. They got lucky as hell to get the one they have. They got lucky as hell to get the one they have. in the NFL? It's week to week. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Well, but look, you draft and develop quarterbacks. If you happen to find one who's good, then maybe he could be the guy down the road. Well, you, you I will say, look, with Tom the Brady is a successor. You draft him with the hope that you get lucky, like you got with Tom Brady. It wouldn't have been insane if Tom Brady came into a season when he turned forty years old and didn't play at the same level. We have a ton of history. Look, I get that he's different. I get that he's well, then you pliable. Would and he's eating avocado ice cream, but we have a ton of historical data that say that quarterbacks fall off. Around this age, I think I think it's I think it's changing as medical technology improves and whatever the hell else Brady's doing with his body um, in that cookbook. But it wouldn't have been stunning if Tom Brady came in and didn't look great but this no year. Who the it look is, he isn't going to be th- close to Tom Brady, so it's not going to really matter. I mean, if right. Garoppolo was. Okay, if, okay. Let's just say for the sake of the argument, Brady was retiring next year and Garoppolo was the guy. Where are the Patriots? The team as constituted right now. They would be maybe pushing for a division title. Maybe. That's Stop it. that. They'd be the best team in the division. Get out of here. How do you know the that, Dolphins, Will? The, How do you know you that? Think, wait, wait. If you took Tom Brady, if, if you flip Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo right now and sent Tom Brady to the 49ers, the really? Patriots are still the best really? team in the AFC. Tell me how talented that Patriots team is. Take, they got Gronk and they got Brady. And the offensive line's pretty good. Go to the defensive side of the ball. Show me the playmakers on, on the defense. Beside McCourty. And Butler, who who are the playmakers on that front seven? Are there any with high high talent? I mean, they have they have a weakness, but a lot of other teams have more weaknesses. Yeah, look, you know, you, people run. Let's let's slow the roll on Jimmy Garoppolo too. The the, the sample size is pretty damn small. Okay, look, the Patriots with Jimmy Garoppolo would be the best team in the AFC East. But they would be more like a nine and seven, ten and six best team in the AFC East. Correct. That's what you call a succession plan. That's All not a succession that- plan. That's not sustainable. Unless you have sustainable success 
In other words, if you have a Rodgers sitting there, then that's a succession plan. That's sustainable. If you have, you know. You literally just said they didn't know what they had. We don't know. It's the same thing as Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. So what, what, what you're saying is plan for the succession. You can't, they, uh, have they planned for the succession when they had all those guys that they got rid of them? Ryan, Ma- were they, when they had Ryan Mallett, were they planning for the succession? They were hoping he was a good player. Maybe you do have the successor, but it didn't work out that way. Right. I mean, that's, but that's the whole point behind it. You draft and develop quarterbacks. I'm not saying it was a guaranteed thing that, we, you know, Brady left after this year that, that they would be great with Garoppolo. They wouldn't, but be. they would at least have a quarterback. They would have a quarterback, but, but that, it would be that, better than Brian Hoyer. If Brady, if Brady breaks his leg tomorrow, doing some, like again, like maybe he's just out trick or treating, slips on something, breaks his leg. I, I, they got real, nothing. I'm they don't have a quarterback the on the roster. They'll have Brian Hoyer and he'll come in and it'll be what it'll be, but right. I mean. They're, they're done anyways. If it's Garoppolo or Hoyer, they're done. There are good quarterbacks in the league. Right. There's not, right? So now they're expected to be into the 60s, like your second guy. I mean, like it. You got to get lucky. You got to get lucky like they did. You know, you got to right. get lucky. Like the so Seahawks, the they were Russell Wilson. They create this kid's mythology. Like the Seahawks, they, they played it right. Wilson. They were always going to have to trade him. As okay. long as Tom Here. Brady didn't fall off a cliff. Here are the lo- – would you like to hear the losers now? I don't even know what we're arguing about. The losers are Cleveland Browns. Yes, the number one loser I have are the Cleveland Browns because they had a chance to get him. Maybe Belichick wouldn't do the deal because of – I respect, I respect the a 20-year-old – you know that Belichick wasn't actually fired by the Browns? He was fired by the Ravens? Because of the timing of it. Yeah, I mean, it's right. the same owner, though. I mean, it's the same franchise. No, I'm aware, but I mean, I'm just saying technically he was fired by the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I don't, well, don't I, respect, either, so. I respect Bill Belichick as someone who holds a grudge. I respect Bill Belichick being so petty that he wouldn't trade him to Cleveland. I do think, Jason, it makes more sense what you're saying. Get him out of the conference. Get him away from potentially McDaniels. You know, you're like, if you don't want to give the Browns a quarterback, the Browns are the doormat. Let the Browns keep being the doormat. You get him over now, to the NFC. At the end NFC. of the day, though. He, I, I still believe at the end of the day, he's an economist, which I said all along. I mean, he, he looked, sure. go back and look at what he studied in college. At the end of the day, had the Browns done enough, I mean, the, the, the onus was on the Browns to make him an offer they, that he couldn't refuse. And yeah, they did do it. What, when the Browns turn out to trade out of Watson to then take Kaiser with these picks that they harvested like blind squirrels, then I'm sorry, the loser's the Browns. No, no, no. I, I, I listen. Let's to, no, no, we agree. No, I'm, just, uh, no I'm, I'm not saying that. Like, I guess my you. next I'm loser. Saying, yeah, I'm with you. My we next loser. Every one of your Pete. losers. Let's go to the Ajayi trade. Let's talk about. No, that. no. Next loser, Bill Belichick. Well, good, good. You finally called him out. Nobody else. Does. Next we'll loser. See what happens. We'll see what he turns his pick into. Next loser, Kirk Cousins. But not, but not by a lot. I embedded your tweet, Jason. Don't forget. What? No, Kirk Cousins is actually a winner. He, Kirk Cousins is fine. Yeah, you know, uh, he loses the team that had, le- that was gonna drive up his leverage. What about, what you know, about Jacksonville for next year? One team you got a job, two teams you got a market. What about Jacksonville he, he's next got year? A, he'll have a market. Well, Jacksonville will go after him next year. Sure. Jacksonville, uh, then Denver, finally, depending on what Lynch does, Arizona, depending if do they want to go Drew Brees or do they go Cousins, and I'll tell you, the Jets really like Cousins too, so yeah, Cousins will be fine. Yeah, I agree, but I mean, he did lose a team in the market, that's all I'm saying, just, it hurts. Um, yeah. 2018 quarterback class, Losers because they're you know one more team that can't be drafting them and uh, uh, maybe Malcolm Butler TBD because Malcolm Butler now could potentially be franchised if he's not part of that package. Could Jason, you're, Jason, this is basically just your embedded tweets in here. Is what just this is. Okay. You pointed out they're open to trading Malcolm Butler who could be paired with that second round pick to get a defensive player. Um, really quickly before we'll go to JJ in a second. Any possible 
we're we're recording this during the trade deadline, so it could pop open. But what what would be some names you could fathom the Patriots trading for? Uh, no point, no penalty if you're wrong. Bonus points if you happen to nail it. I mean, Carlos Dunlap. The pass rush has kind of been okay. I mean, they they need a run stuffer. They, they you know they need to they can't give up six yards of carry on first down. Um, well, they, maybe they could go trade for a ton of Hicks. Anybody on the Colts? You know what I mean? Anybody on the Colts roster who would make sense? Do you think, Pete? I mean, none of those guys. Maybe Akeem, maybe they can trade for Akeem Hicks. Oh wait, <laughs> they they had him and let him go. Yeah. Um, I'm joking. You know, they've done business with Tampa in the past, a lot of business. And they don't have a Jason run stopper. Light used to be they don't there. Ha- they don't have They're a run stopper. They're having trouble stopping the run. Right. Yeah, I mean. Maybe they, maybe unless Tampa wants to dump Chris Baker, who's complaining and not playing very well. Um, maybe that's a possibility. Um, look, it's hard to fix. It's hard to fix. Why don't they, why do they call Jacksonville and try and get Avery Jones since the Jaguars got Marcel Darius? Why do they try and get Malik Jackson? Malik Jackson. The has problem. A, that's a big contract. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's that's a that's a whopper of a contract. Although I do think Malik Jackson. I don't see how he's there next year. But I think you got the wrong guy. I think Avery Jones is the one. They gave him a contract, and he's been a, he hasn't played very well. Um, so yeah, I, look, it's hard to fix the middle of the line. They need a pass rusher, Jason. They can't stop the run, but they don't have a pass rusher either. Yeah, I, I know Adam Gase loves Kim Wake. Well, that would be a tough one to do in a division, too. I'm just thinking Miami, obviously, has been looking for corner help, and Maxwell, that didn't work out. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It could be something completely off off the radar. Maybe he finds a way to make a trade with another contending team and includes more of his current players in it as well. But he, he he's got to do something to try to win a Super Bowl now with a 40-year-old quarterback. I mean, part of the problem, too, is that you know, when you look around the league, um, there are a minimal amount of teams that are just totally out of it. One of them's the 49ers. He already traded with the 49ers, so you have to right. assume that's not going to be a deal. Um, we could see they've traded with the Colts this season, so that would be in play. But it's not like they're you know, not like the Colts are loaded. You, what about what about Danny Shelton? Well, I mean, if they won't make a deal given to the Browns, why would the Browns make a deal given back to them? Well, I think it's, it's a little different talking about a potential yeah. franchise quarterback than, you know what I mean, a two-down uh, interior defensive lineman who, like, what is it, is his contract not up at the end of this year, it's up at the end of next year. How about John Simon and Jacoby Brissett for a second-round pick? John, that's a terrible deal. Who's <laughs> this a terrible deal for it? I mean, look, it's hard he to find. Does, look, he does make trades with the Browns. Just didn't, I don't think he wanted to trade this kid. Did. I mean, look, what was the biggest trade last year before the trade deadline? Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins to the Browns. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, right? He traded. Didn't he trade for Barkevius Mingo, too? Like, they, they've done plenty of business together. Yeah. Danny Shelton. I'll throw that out there. That 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 would make some sense. For, former high pick playing for the Browns. That <laughs> might make an impact. People will call him a genius if he makes that move. Um, how about Miles Garrett for a second-round pick, Pete? Write that up, Brinson. I got you get clicks. Yeah, that is a, that's a good one. Um, Jamie Jamie Collins for a second round pick. All right, moving along. Jay Ajayi right, traded from topic? the. Wait, actually, you know what? Before we talk about Jay Ajayi, we got to talk about ZipRecruiter.com because look, Bill Belichick. 
Belichick, man, he's out there looking for some talent. He's in need of great talent for his business, and he's short on time. You know, Bill Belichick needs ZipRecruiter.com more than anybody I've ever met in my entire life right now. He's the got Cleveland like, Browns need ZipRecruiter.com. Belichick will well, be all right. Yeah, yeah no, the Cleveland Browns need to need to fire up a ZipRecruiter premium account and spend a lot of time on there. But Bill Belichick, he's got to get you know he's got to get the he's got to get the guy in there fast to help out his defense. Doesn't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire, Bill. Just need the right tools, smarter tools, like ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your jobs, job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter uses its smart matching technology to work. It actively notifies qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting, so you receive the best possible matches for your job. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on right candidates finding you. It finds them. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. You can get a quality candidate before the trade deadline. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And the best part is you can do it for free. So Bill Belichick, when you're done listening to this podcast, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. And you can sign up for free. Post your job site to ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Miami Dolphins might need to hit it up too, get a little uh, little running back action. They are now down to Damian Williams and Kenyon Drake, I believe, on the depth chart after trading Jay Ajayi, who ran for 200 yards in three different games last year, to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth-round pick. Pete, what is your immediate reaction to that trade? Adam Gase isn't going to take any crap from any of his players. That's the immediate yep. reaction to that. I mean, this is a guy, they sent him home, remember last year, um, before, before the uh, Seattle game because he was – griping and moaning and groaning about being forced to play in a preseason game, uh, the final preseason game, and then he fumbled and in that game, like almost like trying to, you know, show him up. And so he sent him home. And then he came back and he, he, he got the message across and he got back to, you know, putting his nose into books and studying and doing everything else. And he had a good part of the season. Well, he comes back this year. He's, you know, been doing the same exact stuff again, not studying the playbook. He's been looking for the home run all the time. And he's been getting into it with coaches, and they had enough of it. And they sent him packing. Oh, by the way, he has bad knees. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, this doesn't surprise me at all, to be honest with you. Um, I went on air before we got off air Sunday at CBS, the post-game show, and said, look, team nobody's talking about at the deadline, who is dead set on blowing up their offense if a deal makes sense for them and they can get value for some of their skill players is the Dolphins because – one thing I know is Adam Gase believes in his scheme. He believes in players who he feels like are willing to give their all to that scheme. And as much as you know, we're pounding on the quarterbacks, he tends to stand by his quarterbacks. So what is the problem there? Well, they felt like Jay Ajayi is, is trying to hit a home run and get 50 yards every time there's you know uh, an opportunity just to get five or six and keep the chains moving. Uh, Jarvis Landry's been a problem child there for a while. Um, they paid Kenny Stills. He's not going anywhere. You know, Parker's been hurt, and Julius Thomas, they got him for a seven. So, I mean, what are you really going to get from him if you're trying? So, yeah, if you're mixing up your offense, last year he blew up the offensive line like week four, and it saved the season. So, I, you know, from that moment, I'm like, look, Ajayi and Landry, those are the kind of guys who could be moved at the deadline. And by the time we finish wrapping this up and we hit the deadline, I wouldn't be shocked if Landry's gone as well. And he'll get guys in there who he believes will work their tail off. And his history of success on the offensive side of the ball speaks for itself. Um, 
for them to be sitting there at like four yards per play, I mean, it's it's and, and that debacle in Baltimore Thursday night, where Baltimore, the second worst offense in the league, with Ryan Mallett at the helm, you know, still looked better than Miami's unit with ostensibly all the regulars there except for Cutler. Um, yeah, that was going to lead to some changes. The um, worth noting, there's some reports out there as we're recording this that Landry has been told he's not going to be traded. So just, I mean. For whatever that's where I mean, you know, it's the middle of the trade deadline. Doesn't mean anything. This is about the wildest trade deadline we've seen in a while. Um, awesome. He's a, yeah, he's another fun. one, by the way, that doesn't uh, do what he's supposed to do. So. Landry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what he does do well is catch forty-two balls a game for eight yards. Um, with the Jai going to the Eagles, how do you see? Because people are going to wonder about the timeshare. I mean, look, Ajay was I mean, look, Ajay was was a like a not even a sleeper, like a legit candidate to lead the league in rushing this year. Instead, he's floundered in Miami. Now he's got to compete with Wendell Smallwood. You got LeGarrette Blunt. You got Jay Ajayi. Pete, do you think they make Ajayi a feature back in Philadelphia? Or do they, no do such you, thing do you as think a, they keep rotating? No, no, they rotate guys. And, and the weird thing about that is, is, is the guy that Blunt is averaging, I don't think he's good, but he's averaging 4.7 per carry. Um, and you have young backs there, you know, and Smallwood and, and Clement. I, I, to me, it's a weird deal. And, but you know what? When you think about it, Jason, you called it. Howie just can't sit still. Howie Roseman just can't sit still. He's got to do something. He's not done. I'm telling you. <laughs> I bet somebody in that front office, a cheesesteak, when I go up there for OTAs, that they would make at least one trade. And they're like, no, it's not what you think. And then they made this trade, and I'm like, I will quadruple that bet because I know you're not done. And they're like, you're on. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring my whole family up from Baltimore for cheesesteaks now this spring because uh, they're not done. They're looking at wide receivers. They're looking at running backs. They're looking at offensive linemen. And there's enough of those out there that um, they'll, do, they'll, they'll, they'll do something else. They feel like they're a year ahead of schedule. Hilton? I think it's – I don't think – I don't know that T.Y. Hilton gets dealt. I think it, it would more likely be – what about Larry Fitzgerald? What about Anquan Bolden? What about Yeah, but they they need they, they need speed though. They're not going to get slower, you know. That that I makes, mean, No, but they also need experience. I mean, look at look at that group of skill position players. None of them, you know, especially losing Sproles, none of them have ever been in a postseason. You know what I mean? That I mean, you got a bunch of guys on one-year deals. Alshon Jeffrey, he's healthy now, but will he be healthy in 2 weeks? I could see them adding a, a it doesn't. I mean, I don't know that they're going to get a burner, but I could see them adding a veteran presence to that to that receiving group and a guy who has made big plays in January before. Carson, look, Carson Wentz, T.Y. Hilton, Alshon Jeffrey, Jay Ajayi, and Zach Ertz is literally like literally better than any fantasy team I currently. I mean, like that's a that's a loaded to bear offense. And if you're the Eagles, why not go all in? I mean, this is the time you go all in, right? That's what they're ahead. They're a year ahead. I mean, they're a year ahead of schedule. They're seven and one. They got a chance to be the one seed. They've never won a Super Bowl. Uh, the quarterback is a legitimate MVP candidate. Look, this was a guy who was trying to trade for Jeffrey and Torrey Smith last year when they were, you know, a six to eight win team. But that's their mentality. They're going to go get it if they think they can, and it makes sense. The prices were too high last year. Um, I don't mind what they did for Ajayi at all. But I, I again, between receiver or offensive line, I don't think they're done. Yeah, but where are they going to get um, offensive line? Where are they going to get offensive line help? 
could be Buffalo. You keep uh, saying that, but the Bills obviously got to think they're good, and they run the ball better when Cordy Glenn's in the lineup. I mean, that makes no well, sense. Well, they've been. I mean, all I can tell you is they've they've had numerous discussions with numerous teams about Cordy Glenn, and they've made more trades than anybody, even Howie Roseman, since what June or July. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out. They're they're looking at the long. No, I wouldn't rule it out either. But I the deck for next offseason. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't rule it out either, but. Well, speaking of offensive line help, Dwayne Brown tweeted, well, and we'll plow through Dwayne Brown really quickly. Um, does that make the Seahawks the best team in the NFC? They will be by the end of the year. They will be Jason. by the end. I think they'll be the best team by the end of the year. I, I don't think there's any question about that. That's who they are. That's what they do. They will get there. Yeah. They, uh, they win a lot of games, and they get to the playoffs every year. And this, I think this, too – just knowing people close to Russell Wilson and just the mindset there, like for them to deliver, you know what I mean? They tried to spend big money on offensive line and free agency. They lost out on a couple of guys, um, but to actually see it happen and for them to bring in a guy who is he what he was four or five years ago? No, but he's a massive upgrade over what they've had there. And he has a pedigree and it's just like a sense of, all right, we, we, we are all in on this and we did address our biggest deficiency and, you know, let's go ball. And you look at what Russell was doing without a left tackle. All Dwayne Brown has to do is just be a bit of an impediment. Just buy him an extra <laughs> half second. You know what I mean? Now and then. And I think he'll help in the run game uh, a little bit as well. So, yeah, they were already a very good team. Defensively, they got to shore some things up now in that secondary. Uh, and they've got some bumps and bruises there. But, no, never discount the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, Eagles. NFC Championship game? Book it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it looks like that right now, but you know how this thing plays out. Who's more complete? Saints? Who's, would you rather have Saints, Eagles, or Seahawks in terms of complete defense or complete teams? Well, the Seahawks have, the Seahawks have, I mean, everybody the Seahawks are the most complete. Seahawks are the most complete. The only problem is Seattle can't run the ball. Saints have, Saints have offensive pedigree, and they got this defense. And this the defense, defense is be, playing. Well. This defense is playing well. It, it's yeah, not a house. If of you cards. look at the quarterbacks they played, I know, but but the bottom line is they got a dominant defensive lineman. The secondary is playing very well, which you know that's always been a problem. I mean, that's been the major problem. They have so sure. many busts in the back end. Those guys are playing really good football back there. Even Kenny Vaccaro, um, by the way. The other contender that I would have listed with those teams is the Dallas Cowboys, but looks like Zeke Elliott's going to miss six games now. And I, I think – I know he's got until today, I guess, um, theoretically until about 10 o'clock tonight, depending on what the courts will allow, to file his appeal. I think we have seen this run its course with Zeke Elliott. Um, you know, I don't believe that the Second Circuit is going to grant this appeal that he's going to want to want to have. And now, and look, I get that you want to protect your reputation and you want to fight and fight and fight. I think this is a backfire situation for the Cowboys from a football perspective because you look at where they are, and at four and three, you know they're pretty far behind the Eagles already. And now they're going to lose their running back who looked like he was starting to really. Turn it on and look like 2016's version of Zeke Elliott. How big, how, how badly does this hurt the Cowboys playoff chances, Jason? I mean, he's special back. I mean, they can run the ball because they have a good offensive line and they've got a good scheme and there's other backs back there who are competent, but 
I mean, he's one of the best players on that team, and that, that would obviously be a significant setback. And, I mean, this thing's taken so many twists and turns that I'm not ready to completely proclaim that he's done, but this is certainly the closest he's been to having this resolved uh, in the NFL's favor than, than anything we've seen to this point. But I'm still confused because I thought Jerry Jones was the real commissioner. And and Jerry Jerry's going to get the commissioner fired, right? And Jerry gets everything he wants. And Jerry really, I mean, if you watch certain people on TV, they'd have you convinced that Jerry Jones is the guy running the league and everybody else is along for the ride. So how could this possibly happen to the shadow commissioner? I'm confused. <laughs> I like it. You buy you buy that the uh, you buy that the Cowboys can make the playoffs. Yeah, they can absolutely make the playoffs. Look at the rest of the conference. I mean, this this is not a good. There's not a lot of good teams. I mean. Think about it. You just said Seattle and Philly are going to meet in a championship game. Okay, well, who else is it? The Vikings? Are the Vikings a contender? Um, Maybe. They're a contender to get in the postseason. Right. Sure. Yeah, right. But are they a contender to go to the Super Bowl? Well, I got news for you. Some really flawed team, and perhaps two of them, are going to be playing in Minnesota at the end of the year. Like, I mean, unless Bill Belichick, you know, trades for frickin' Aaron Donald or something, like, they're going to be some flawed teams. Well, they're, they're, they're all flawed. You're right. You're, you're a good point. The whole league is flawed. And defense in the, in, in the playoffs does, does travel, right? I mean, if you're Minnesota, yeah. you carry that defense with you, you travel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're looking at, I mean, if you're assuming Aaron Rodgers is not involved, I mean, the quarterbacks that you might have to play, I mean, look, Russell Wilson's great. Drew Brees is great. Carson Wentz is in the, right in the MVP conversation this year. But coming out of the NFC, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not like a great defense can't shut those guys down, you know. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. It's uh, no, it's gonna be interesting, and I think that's all we got for this for this uh, this mini pod that turned into a full pod. You guys good? Anything else you want to get off? By your the chest? way, there's some there's some talk now that Vontae Davis might get moved. Jason, you heard that? I've heard that all along. I, I wrote about it. I did a piece a month ago about guys who I thought would be dealt by the deadline, and he was chief among them. Now, when I checked on that early in the week. They're telling me, no, you know, nobody's going to take the salary. And then, what, you know, then you saw Marcel Darius, right? We've seen some salary move. We saw Dwayne Brown move. So it's a copycat league. Um, yeah, it would make a lot of – look, I've been telling them for weeks to start marketing Davis. As soon as Davis came back healthy, I'm like, you should be marketing Davis and Costanzo. I'd be calling teams every single week, marketing the left tackle as a right tackle, and Vontae Davis would be the best cover corner available at the deadline. And I'd be shocked if they don't move one of those two. There's every reason in the world to do it. See, the Eagles could make a deal to get Costanzo, play him, play him at right tackle, and move, or they could still and play him at left tackle left. or move yeah. Lane to left. Yeah, they they have options yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, who gets the most carries for um, Cowboys? I think it, it'll change week to week. It depends on who you're playing. I think if you want a grinder, you want to play a low-scoring game, you're going to get Morris. If you want to try and get home run threat, you play – Play McFadden. They play Kansas City this week. Kansas City can't stop the run. There's going to be a lot of big plays in that game. I, I would probably think McFadden would get the most of them this week. So, fantasy-wise, you don't want anything to do with either guy or what? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I got Elliott in, in our league, in the FFT league, and so I got to do something because uh, yeah, that Oh, that's right. You just lost hey, Zeke Elliott. Guys, I got I to gotta run. I got to quit. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. That's off. fine. We all got to run. All right, guys, for uh, Jason, for Pete, and Will Brinson, thanks for listening to Pick 6 Podcast. We'll be back later in the week, definitely for picks, maybe sooner, depending on what happens with the trade deadline. See you guys later.